Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for the Holtcast. Not as good as coming off a win, but just a one nothing defeat to Manchester United. Not as bad as usual, Robert. Yeah, absolutely. I'll take 1-0 uh, against Manchester United. Yeah, yeah. it takes, takes our goal difference back to zero for the season. So, I mean, you can't be too upset about that after two games. Three points on the table and 10th in the league. So I, I think pretty good start for Villa and Sherwood's win ratio staying at 50%. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's second to none, at least at least in the past decade uh, for Villa, or half decade, rather. Uh, but yeah, 1-0 at home to United. Better than you thought we were going to do? Worse than you thought we were going to do? I mean, yeah, I would have expected to lose by just the one-goal margin. I kind of expected us to score, and to be fair, I expect Manchester United to score more than once. Yeah, absolutely. I expected Wayne Rooney to get a brace. Yeah, that's that's pretty much par for the course for him against Villa. That's that's what you'd have to expect. And, I mean, the, t- the team chemistry obviously is lacking, and it was apparent for both sides. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rooney is an SOB because I started him and gave him captaincy on my fantasy league. Oh, see, I had Benteke still, and he came through big time, actually, on Monday. Yeah, no, I had Benteke too, but I gave him the vice captaincy. Oh, okay, yeah, that, I had Depay. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm not very good at fantasy football, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, oh, I'm. But yeah, I'm so terrible. we we were able to keep uh, Rooney and for the most part Memphis pretty quiet during the match. Were you surprised by that? Uh, a little bit, but then again, just looking at how our defense has improved, and not just the defenders, I guess through the the center of midfield, I think that's a really important part, and you can mm-hmm. just see that it's now strength of this team where previously it was a big weakness. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, you know, gay, Ghana gay, Idrissa Ghana gay. What are we calling him, by the way? Do you want to call him Ghana? Do you want to call him gay? Do you want to call him the new guy in the middle? The dude that makes our midfield work, Idrissa Ghana gay. I, I mean, I don't know. You could. Ghana. <laughs> 50 names, Ghana. Yeah, Ghana. Uh, he's, you know, motoric in the midfield. He's, he's, he's constantly shuttling things back and forth, um, putting in a really solid defensive effort. And yet somehow I thought he got outshined by Ashley Westwood coming off of that new contract extension. Yeah, I mean, the opposite of what happened after Lambert's contract extension last year, Westwood <laughs> still cares apparently, but which is good. But Idrissa Gay really, he's surprised me because, not, not in what he's done, but just because he looks like kind of a smaller guy. And he really is, he's really tough and wins the ball all the time. Yeah, absolutely. He's... Um, He's got – he strikes me as a more composed version of Fabian Delph, actually. I th- yeah, I think that's a decent comparison. I mean, it's – I know everyone wants to bash Delph, and you've really got it mostly out of your system, but, like, I don't know. He's, I think he's a little bit of a different player. Yeah, he is. More, um, more of a knack for scoring goals, like you were talking about on Across the Ponds podcast that just came out yesterday. So if you if you haven't heard that, check it. Check out our friends over there, but – um, like you were talking about, Delph only scored what three goals in a Villa shirt? Mm-hmm. Three goals in the Premier League in a Villa shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He scored a couple of uh, cup goals. You know, one against Liverpool that I guess was kind of okay, or not Liverpool, West Brom that was kind of okay, I guess. Yeah, and the one against Chelsea hmm, that was okay, I guess. Yeah, exactly. He scored some really spectacular goals, but he didn't do a lot of them, and I can't imagine that. Uh, Ghana is going to score too many more goals. His style of play, though, 
strikes me as sort of that hard-nosed style that Delph was starting to get known for. Yeah, yeah, just someone someone who can really dig in there and hold down the midfield. And I mean, he he uses the guys around him well. Like he's always he's always able to lay off a pass when he's pressured by defenders. It's important because if you lose the ball in your own half, it makes it really difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I again, I thought Westwood was our best midfield performer on the day, though he God knows how to pick a pass. Uh, and just fantastic in that midfield there. Um, what was the big worry for you on the day? Um, again, Gabby at striker. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why it, it just continues to happen. Maybe it was because we gave him the the club captaincy or whatever. Even though Richards <laughs> is the captain on the pitch. If you get an armband for the captaincy, what do you get for the club captaincy? Is it like a toe ring or something? Probably just it's like a li- what like a lifetime achievement award like you've been here just forever. <laughs> we've we've got nothing better to do with you. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, apparently not because I don't know. Just and just, so what? What about Gabby and in Strager concerns you? I mean, I have a feeling I know, but tell us. Um, just I mean, it's it's a drawback to him, but it's also really one of the biggest benefits of Gabby is that out of nowhere he can just come alive. And sometimes it's in a big match like against Norwich a couple years ago, he managed to score and helped keep us up. And he's done that a few times, but he also can just disappear. Yeah, and that's what he seemed to do for most of this season thus far is just totally disappear. Um, I was really shocked when Tim Sherwood didn't bring him off and instead brought Scott Sinclair off with that first substitution for Gusted. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think maybe just try to shift to two strikers, but I don't know. It, it wasn't very effective. Ayu again wasn't very effective, but I'm sure I'm sure it'll be better in the future. I thought he looked better than he did in the first match. He actually had a presence in this match. Yeah, I think he he maybe had more of a defined role and was given better instructions by Sherwood, which I don't know. I think I think it still is. Um, Kind of, kind of. I don't know. I guess a continuity thing, trying to get these guys worked into the team. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure I ever want to see Ayu playing out wide anymore. I don't think that's where he's best suited. Um, I think he's better if he gets if he has to create in sort of a tight space in the center. Yeah, if, if he can, if he stays centrally. I mean, he's got the pace to to take something wide if need be. Yeah, uh, worth noting that I think Gabby is sort of directly at fault for us not getting a draw. Uh, because we had that one moment where Jordan Amavi whipped in the absolutely perfect cross, and Ayu, who was the man in front, went for the near post, and rather than seeing the guy in front of him going for the near post and going for the back post, Gabby doubled him up. If Gabby had gone to the back post, it's an easy put-in right there. Yeah, it just didn't make sense, but fortunately we're going to see a lot more of those balls from Amavi because he looks up for it. Yeah, absolutely. And and once he and Gested. Uh, get some sort of a connection. Boy, is it going to be pretty to see that. Oh, yeah, de- definitely. Or even Kozak, which we didn't see him again. He made the bench, though. That's an yeah, impression. Yeah. At least Libor was on the bench. Yeah, um, I'm really not sure what Tim's doing with Kozak. I-, I have no idea why he's not playing, because I think at this point he's definitely better than Gabby. He's probably better than Ayu. Um, I'm-, I'm not sure why he's not seeing any match time. Yeah, and he's he's really similar to Rudy just did, but but um, you know if there's going to be an injury, someone's going to get hurt, and having four strikers is going to be good. 
And we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about transfers lately in a, in a little bit, I guess. But we've been linked with another striker lately, and I mean, if if someone else is brought in, I think Libor's got to go. Yeah, which is a real shame. I, I like I say, I, I wish it were Gabby that were the odd man out here. But you gave him that club captaincy. That's a sign that he's gonna stick around for a bit. Um, so yeah, I think Libor is probably to use the American term that apparently British people hate. He's fourth on the depth chart. Fourth on the depth chart, okay. Is it what, I, instead of fourth choice? Yeah, I guess. Depth chart is, I, every once in a while, I get pushback from the English on using depth chart. That's apparently a very American thing. Hmm. Uh, but, I don't know, whatever. He's fourth on the depth chart. I'll say it. Pushback. Come at me. Uh, once, he, once he starts, we can have an article that says, Kozak moves up to second on the depth chart. <laughs> exactly. We've done the math. He's second. Um, oh god! Uh, I guess. About, uh, what about Manchester United uh, coming at the defense? There, did you, were you happy with Micah Richards? Yeah, yeah, I was. I was mostly happy with him at center back, but I was just going to say, I still think he could be better utilized at right back because we're still having a lot of issues there. Mm-hmm, absolutely, but if you use him at right back, where are you going to put new five-year contract Leander Bakuna? Yeah, exactly. That it was something I was going to bring up a little later, but. Yeah, Bakuno, new contract, and he's going to be at Villa for a while, too. Yeah, um, but I, I actually, I've been really happy with Richards in the center-back role. He's made a couple of dumb mistakes. In the Burnmouth game, it didn't cost him. In this match, uh, you know, going for that slide tackle rather than staying on the feet probably cost us a goal. Uh, but overall, I thought his performance has been at or better than the level of what we saw from Akora last year. So the Clark-Richards pairing to me is better than the Clark Okora pairing. Yeah, I think so. I think he was a little bit of an upgrade from Yoris Okora, and I mean, that's that's what you'd have to expect when you sign him, even though he's free. He's got mm-hmm. a lot of experience. He's played in big-time matches and just across the continent, too, so he's really, really seen it all, and we know that we're just going to expect more and more from Okora, so it's it's good that he's gotten some time to now challenge for the place in the squad once he comes back from that injury, work his way back and not have to be just forced into first-team action. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at this point, do you think Richards is – I mean, obviously he is because he's got the captain's armband, but just in terms of skill, would you play Richards before you play Akora? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least, I mean, he hasn't done anything to warrant being dropped. Yeah, absolutely. One mistake per game um, isn't bad, and if the offense can actually start firing, we can afford one mistake a game. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you gotta. I mean, I think you gotta expect that you need to score two to win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that said, speaking of the offense, 180 minutes thus far and one goal. Are you worried? Uh no. Just because I mean, the Burnmouth game was going to be tough, and with what Sherwood wanted to do, or apparently wanted to do in the first half, just to kill that off, we were never going to score. But what about and... in Friday's match where we didn't look like we were going to score a goal? Oh, I don't think that was his plan. I'd, I'd hope not because I don't – I mean, we never really look like scoring again there, though, either. Yeah. Um, is Do you think it's just simply a matter of the fact that we're missing some of those creative players like a Carlos Hill or a Jack Relish? Yeah, I, I think I think we need a little more creative influence. I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen Joe Cole. Yeah, absolutely. Um, although, do you think you would see him start or do you see him as a super sub? No, no. You, I mean, I mean, I think you can only expect to get forty-five minutes out of him, which means realistically, you can only throw him on with thirty left. 
<laughs> 45 minutes out of him and then you get a month off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, go Tudor Grealish. It's it's not a bad, not a bad job if you can get it. Um, do you think? But do you think just adding in one of Hill Grealish uh, Adama solves a lot of the offensive issues we've had thus far? I mean, it's it's a start at least at the minimum because yeah. I don't know. I just I just watched the highlights of Chariore from his his debut for the U twenty ones, and he looked pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's absolutely willing to take on defenders, a great dribbler. Um, like Adam said, he's a guy that needs to learn how to pass a little better. Yeah, he's built like a tank, but he can dribble actually and then but yeah, obviously the passing, which still a lot of time. I mean that's I think passing is something that develops a little later. Yeah, absolutely. He's a player to keep in mind. He's only nineteen. I mean, good God. Oh so yeah, young. even if even if he doesn't play a part in this season at all, I'm I'm not looking for him to come in and bag ten goals. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Um, so, any other thoughts on the United match? Other no, other than just we need improved team chemistry, which that's going to come in time. It was the second game of the season, and just a little bit of a creative presence is going to enhance the team. What about uh, fitness? Sorry, I, I just remembered this. Because by the last 15 minutes, it was so clear that everyone was dead on their feet. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, second game of the season and long. It's it's a long season, and then you play all the internationals. And, and the short you, off You have season. to give someone a break. You have to give them a break. Yeah, absolutely. All right, but, so but yeah, no clearing right. worries at this point is your general takeaway. Yeah, none, none at all, really. All right, uh, that's good to hear. All right, that's sort of because, how I feel too. Also, because we're still tenth. Look at Chelsea; they have one point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're and we're certainly doing better than Tottenham. Yeah, exactly. So we're well on our way to winning the Adebayor Cup. Yeah, if you haven't seen the Adebayor Cup, uh, take a look. It's it's our competition between us and Tottenham, and uh, the Spurs fans all think that Spurs are going to finish above Villa this year, and we're going to tell them otherwise. Yeah, conventional wisdom would say so, but uh, there's nothing conventional about Sherwood, or probably even Adebayor. Also, conventional wisdom would tell you that podcasting and blogging about Aston Villa would be dumb. <laughs> Apparently, people want to read that, read and listen. Read and right? listen, yeah. Yes. So we're we're not defined by conventional wisdom here at seventy five hundred to hold. Yeah, far from. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's let's uh, let's move on to transfers and back to the striker. I was talking about Michu. From Swansea, spent a year at Napoli, and didn't do anything. But a yeah. couple years ago, for Swans, he was incredible. Yeah, absolutely. He had that just amazing year with Swans. What was it? Eighteen goals. Yeah, I think so. He just just came shy of twenty. But Which is can I can't even imagine anything like anyway, that. You I, think, half of I that. think he finished level with Benteke that year. Yeah, I think so. Um, if he yeah, could was, come to Villa and get half of that, he would be a massive help. Oh, yeah, if he can get five goals, that's great. I mean, provided he doesn't play every game. But <laughs> The way Villa were last year, if he can get two goals, he'll be in our top five. Jesus, that's so bad. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually strictly true. Please don't fact well, it's, me, anyone. I don't think it's, it's far off, if not, because Vyman, what, Vyman F3? Yeah, something like that. be close to that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was not good. So I, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that if he comes in, though, I'm not sure. 
Do we really need him? Is he going to be worth the money? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, exactly. The thing is, I don't think he's going to cost a whole lot. And like we were talking about Kozak, if another striker comes in, it probably pushes him out. Yeah. Even though Mitri is a completely different type, but that's the thing. Sherwood, maybe he doesn't want two bruisers, two big guys up there. Michu, I think, I think what you mentioned in the article is that in that four four one one, or in Ellis Sanford did, sorry, I thought I just assumed that you wrote it, Robert. But <laughs> uh, yeah, sits in the, uh, sits kind of behind the striker in the four four one one. Yeah. Um, Which, I don't know. Maybe you wanted to use Carlos Heel there. I'm not sure. Yeah, I was thinking that, you know, maybe this weekend we see something like that with, with Grealish or Heel in that one spot, although Tim seems to love the uh, the four three three this year. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think it's good to see that as long as the wingers can tuck in and do something in midfield so we don't lose the possession battle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's And so long as those wingers can actually create something which we haven't seen this year. Neither Sinclair nor Gabby has been really all that creative. Although Sinclair was starting to be when he got pulled off. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He wasn't very useful in, in the first two games, really, and he just finally showed up and then gets subbed off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the big he transfer, was probably, though... He was probably going to be out of gas anyways, though, to be honest. Yeah, this, he's you know, although he had a good run out in preseason, he got a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. He had a really good preseason, and I mean, it's it still was a good transfer. The price was small. <laughs> it was a good transfer that was totally out of our hands. A good transfer yeah. that we had to do. Um, going away from the idea of transfer speculation, since we last podcasted, we did sign Adama. Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he was signed up for ten million, and still spent Benteke money. Who knows what he signed up for? I've been reading seven. I, you just said ten. I I think ten was in euros from what oh, I saw okay. in the transfer market. But okay, ten million euros that would make sense. That um, could be seven in pounds. The euro is kind of tanking. Five year deal. How excited are you for this? I'd be excited if he sees it out. I honestly, with all the Barcelona kids that get sold, do you think they just buy them back? Sometimes, like look at Fabregas and. To be fair, though, shouldn't we be more excited if Barcelona activate their buyback clause? Ah, uh, yes and no, because I mean, I'd rather I'd rather see him sold for more, or or have him just blow up one year after the buyback clause expires, because I think the buyback clause is three years, if I remember correctly. I think so. Yeah, that's what it usually is: two, one, two, or three. Yeah. So you know, see him just totally explode in year four. Uh, would be pretty wonderful on that. Uh, but like you were saying, he's built like a tank. He looks like a boxer almost. Yeah, yeah, just one-on-one against a, another winger or even a fullback. I mean, you gotta, you got to think he's going to be able to outmuscle him. And even though he's not, like, very tall, you still think he's got to be able to win a lot of headers because he just looks really explosive. Yeah, absolutely. And as uh, and as Sam Ty pointed out in his really excellent profile of him on Bleacher Report, um, the, one of the really the things that kept getting leveled at Adama was the fact that he was a pretty selfish player. And Sam pointed out that you know he was far and away the best player on that Barcelona B team. And so of course he's going to be selfish because he's trying to do everything on his own. Yeah, well, he was the best at Barcelona B, and they're they're decent. Now he's got to come to Villa. 
And yeah, absolutely. So it's it's a good thing he he knows what to expect, I guess. Yeah. Uh, seems to uh, already have taken to the club pretty quickly. The club took to him really quickly, uh, parading him out before oh, kickoff. Yeah. It was nice to see him on TV before the match. That, surely that got a, had to get everyone fired up. Yeah, exactly. It was it was pretty great to see that. And and it's it's nice to see us making smart decisions like that. Putting him on a five-year contract is an absolutely exactly what the club should be doing type of decision. He's 19. Um, you know, that kind of a contract is exactly what you should be giving to 19-year-olds. You're there. Oh, there you are. Hi. Yeah, I think the internet died, so. Oh, yeah. And there was a person oh. looking in the glass behind you. Yeah, some, some creeper, so I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and right now I haven't heard very much other believable transfer news or anything, really. No, I mean, we saw the Alvaro Dominguez link. Um, but it's from goal, so, you know. Yeah, it's, it's from goal, and I think, I think I just saw something on Twitter um, from, oh, no, that was just making fun of Palace for signing Connor Wickham. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Someone had retweeted it. It was, from, it was from Greg Evans of Bermuda Mail, so I thought it was a link to us for Connor Wickham for a second, but then it said, Connor Wickham, a player that makes Agbon Lahore and Vyman look prolific. Oh, harsh. Harsh. Um... Yeah, so there's not really much other transfer news. Do you want to hit the questions from Twitter really quickly? Yeah, let's go to that. So the first one that I saw was from Steve Green, the really, you know, very serious one. Uh, who'd win in a fight, Philippe Cinderos or one of those hard-headed goats that he looks like? Yeah, he responded almost instantly when I, I sent that tweet out. I was just <laughs> laughing because, <laughs> I don't know, I think Cinderos is probably going to get injured pretty quickly into that fight. Yeah, and I don't know. You you got to fancy the goat, I think. From from then on, listen. If I'm the goat's manager, I'm telling him go for the knee. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. If you, you get him, you get him low. Absolutely, just start snacking on that ACL. Goats will eat anything. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I I'm, I think we got to go uh, goat here. Although Sandros could probably just try to grow some hair so the goat could just graze on that and distract him. <laughs> then Sandros would win. Easy. That's Yeah, that's a good point, right? And the goat's busy and Sandros can get him with the jab from underneath. Uh, but as it stands, I, I think, Steve, we have to go with the goat. Yeah, we're, we're going to go with the goat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, our second far less serious question. If you could keep one of the current squad... Uh, at Villa for the rest of their career, who would it be? This comes from at 1874FC, Mark Bannister. Uh, so if you uh, keep one of the current squad for the rest of their career, who would it be? I'm going to go with Jordan Amavi easily. I think so too. That's that's what I was thinking, but I can't say the same thing as you because that's boring. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say Jack Grealish then. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I, don't, I almost forgot about Grealish for a minute there, but I think those those two. It's a little premature to say Traore, but he's got the yeah most exactly because we don't know what the Traore is going to do. Yeah, but he has a lot of his career in front of him, so going to go. Yeah, gonna, exactly. Gonna go you got to pick someone young. At but this point. but the joke's all on us because we get to keep Gabby for the rest of his career. <laughs> God, uh, no. Yeah, he was at, when I first saw this question. I spent a while trying to figure out if I was going to say Amavi 
or Grealish. And since you said Amavi, I'll say Grealish. Uh, between the two of us, we've got a hell of a hell of a pairing. Yeah, I mean, you got the if you want to put Grealish on the left side, then we've got that locked down. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's one hell of a wing. Good God, can you imagine that? Yeah. Uh, then it's okay if you forget about Grealish. Just make sure whatever you do, don't forget about Dre. Yeah. <laughs> this, is the, this is apparently the day when I'm going to shoehorn in all of my shitty jokes. There you go. I mean, you, you got to do it eventually. I, I'm just waiting for a little live viewer count to drop to zero here any second. And YouTube just kicks us off. No! <laughs> We're sorry. We, we heard that get, joke. You get moved to a bad comedy channel or like <laughs> E-bombs world. Yeah. The, the 7500 right, so Holt cast brought to you by E-bombs world. Yeah, so... So those are our Twitter questions. I didn't see anything else. Oh, I'll check Facebook really quick. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there wasn't anything there that was a question. We had a few good comments on uh, Facebook, which, by the way, please do. Jump in our Facebook comments. Uh, leave comments. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, jump in on the site. Um, if you haven't been seeing it on the site, I just want to point out on the fan post section, which is in the right-hand sidebar, uh, Wabbit Season has been doing plus-minus ratings for every match. Uh, it's a really yeah, cool player. Last year too, I, I think they're great. Yeah, it's a really cool player rating system that I don't always agree with, that I don't think is maybe the best thing in the world, but I think he does a really good job with it. Um, and he and Birch Grove Villa get into some of the best comment discussions that we have on the site in those and in Adam's tactics post. The two of them uh, really know the game very well, and if you want to jump in, please do, because there's some really good engaging conversation going on there um, that I is far and above better than most of what I see on other football sites. Yeah, it's always interesting and it's always intelligent, and I think that's really what's important. We've somehow cultivated a very wonderful audience, because if you go to the comment sections of some of the other blogs, uh, you have to take a shower when you're done. It's legally required. <laughs> uh, because you just come out scummy and gross. Uh, but our comment sections are fantastic. And if you haven't joined, if you're lurking, if you're worried that people are going to jump on you, if you say something silly or anything, don't worry about it. No one's going to jump on you. It's a really accepting, welcoming group. But please join. It's actually... It's been really neat in the past couple of months to see that thing flourish into a place for good, legitimate discussion. Yeah, d definitely. It's it's still improving, getting a lot of new viewership. Facebook's really exploded this week. We've almost doubled our likes. <laughs> I, I have no idea what's going on there. Uh, there's a, there's it, like 8,000 likes now on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. James oh. keeps crushing that over there. Speaking of James, one other plug for the site. Sorry. Uh, I usually do this at the end of the show, but whatever. Uh, one other plug, James has started, he took over from the stands this year. Uh, we started that series last year where we had people who were at the matches just write their perspective, except James has season tickets in the whole tent. Uh, so he took it over. And did you get a chance to watch that video yet, Jack? No, I didn't. So James put together a video. He accidentally... Um, and then realized he could make it something good, accidentally left his phone's audio recorder going during the entire match. So he synced up, synced up, he, past tense of sync, uh, some of the Getty Images pictures that we have with match audio, and it's a really cool experience. It's, it's sort of like sitting in the whole tent for the match. It's pretty neat. I don't know what the past tense of sync is, though. Synced, I think. Yeah, because you can't just go sunk, like... <laughs> he sanked. You know? He yeah. sank up. He, he synchronized. He synchronized. Oh, there you go. He synchronized. <laughs> Look at <laughs> you with your big $5 words. 
Uh, so let's talk about Palace, since that's the last thing on our agenda for the day. Um, last year time these teams met was a boring 0-0 draw. Uh, will it be better this time? I think I think there's going to be some excitements at Selhurst Park, which I quite like, actually. It's, always, it's a really intimate venue, and the fans are always going nuts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And how could you not go nuts with cheerleaders telling you to go nuts? Yeah, exactly. Like last year, their their video, like "Call Me Maybe," like cheerleaders like throwing water balloons at each other. Like, awesome! This is like America. <laughs> <laughs> and who better to manage the most American team in the Premier League than Alan Pardew, who may not be American, but goddamn it, if you couldn't easily convince me that he was. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. He looks like someone. I don't know. He could almost be like an NBA coach. I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. He's got sort of that Popovich mentality about him. Uh, but more fiery. Yeah, yeah. He, he would just lay in. He would just destroy people at press conferences. They'd probably have to censor the whole thing. I'd I'd like to see Pardew working with. Uh, Jesus, why can't I think of his name? I literally just had it on the tip. Phil Jackson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just <laughs> Premier League three peat for Palace uh, with oh. Phil Jackson. Okay, sorry, I almost freaked out because I clicked on this Twitter link and um, it was actually an article from 2007 about Wenger ready to test Villa's resolve with 15 million pound bid for Ekban Lahore. <laughs> oh, what could have been? Imagine Gabby playing for Arsenal. God, imagine 15 million for Gabby. Yeah. Uh, oh, someone just responded to it. Are we paying them? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... I don't think there's any way this is a boring match because Palace improved a lot over – they didn't do a lot, but they, they brought in Kabai, Kabai over the summer. And that right there improves them a lot. I, a lot of people are saying Palace is the kind of team that can finish seventh this year, and I totally buy it. Sorry, my, my internet's been garbage, which is Palace. No, it's all right. I said, I said Palace is the type of team that a lot of people have been tabbing to finish somewhere around seventh this year, and I totally buy it. Uh, oh yeah, I think, I think this could be the year where they finally, finally make that breakthrough because just because of players like Wilfred Zaha and they got Patrick Bamford, and I mean they, it looks like they signed Bakary Sacco, mm-hmm. and I mean of course uh, Kabai, like you said Kabai, and then Yannick Balassé, and then who could forget Barry Bannon? <laughs> this is yeah, they it's like an exciting team. But yeah, and, no, I, I generally, I genuinely think they are an exciting team. Yeah, um, I mean, this is the kind of thing, if Villa's attack finally clicks, if Grealish or Hill are able to get in, I mean, this could be a six-goal match. Yeah, I'm just I'm just thinking about the battles on the outside that's going to be Amavi, Bakuna. Both of them really like to get forward against Zaha and Balassi, and we're going to need our wingers to track back. Otherwise, that, that could be a nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you think the 4-3-3 is the smart way to go against Palace? Um, I mean, if, if that's the most comfortable formation that Villa, or the formation that Villa are most comfortable playing in, then yeah, because Palace are going to go with something pretty similar, like their 4-4-1-1 or 4-5-1, and it'll basically, it'll basically be an even, even matchup, I mean, I guess between the formations, I don't think, I don't think Sherwood goes back to the diamond, but if he does, that could be a good way to try to win the midfield battle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you do the four three three, who do, what changes do you make? Do you make? Um, and at this point, I think I would put Adama or Grealish in for Gabby. Yeah, I think I think you have to go with a target man up front if you're going to stick with that four three three because 
we've still shown that we like to cross the ball. And if you don't have a, someone in there who can get on the end of it, the crosses come to nothing, like we were talking about earlier in the show. So start with Rudy or Libor up front, and then maybe put, yeah, say, yeah. Grealisher and Adama on the right side and Sinclair over on the left? Yeah, stick one of them in for, for Ayu. Let him come or off the bench. maybe since they've had the chance to play, do uh, uh, Grealish on the left and Adama on the right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have no problems with ben- benching Sinclair in this match. I think Sinclair is also someone who's a good super sub. Although, since this is my uh, podcast for shoehorning in shitty jokes, if you put Grealish on the left, Adama on the right, you're stuck in the middle with IU. I'm sorry. And oh that God. busted me up in my head much more than it did in reality. But whatever, I, I'm I'm happy with that joke. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, let, let's uh, let's get back to Palace a little bit because I mean they they lost to Arsenal, but they beat Norwich on opening day. So they also have three points on the table, just ahead of us by goal difference. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think I think the big question mark for them is is going to be the middle of defense. I don't. I mean, what do they have? Who's their backline? Damian Delaney, Scott, and Scott Dan. I don't know. I yeah, don't, no, I don't, I I don't really trust their defenders. No, I think you're absolutely right. And if Villa can actually start getting opportunities in, I think that's how they could really break it down. But, you know, if Villa played like they did the past two weeks, problems in central defense wouldn't be that much of a big deal. No, definitely not, which, which I think if you switch to that diamond midfield, two strikers and you try to focus it there. However, we do have a lot of wide players that are good and need to be accommodated. Yes, absolutely. The good news is, though, some of those wide players are really versatile. You know, Grealish and Hill can both play inside pretty well. Uh, Sinclair Sinclair can actually do it, too, and Ayu is capable of flipping sides, too. Um, Yeah, maybe we go back to something we were talking about a while ago, which is put Sinclair directly behind the striker. mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'd still I, like to I, the see question that. I have is, yeah, for sure. But the question I have is, is Carlos Sanchez going to play or even start? I'd like to see him start probably. Who would you start him in place of? I would start him at the base of the diamond and then probably play Westwood slightly ahead to the right and then Ghana slightly ahead to the left, both as yeah. the shuttlers and that. I think so. I think and, at this point and that... Because, because Sanchez is going to get carded and then you just shift Westwood back and put in someone else. Yeah, I think at this point that uh, Westwood, Ghana, and Sanchez are probably the best three central midfield choices. Uh, I really like what I've seen from yeah, Baratou, but I think he needs some time to grow into this a little more, and I don't think he should be first choice ahead of Sanchez right now. Yeah, I, I can agree with all of the 70% of what you said that I heard due to my connection, but yeah, I think I think Veratu will come good. And, again, we've just had two matches so far. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, but at this point, I think start using him as the sub rather than starting him and using Sanchez as the sub. Although using Sanchez as the sub lets you really lock down a match if you have a lead. That's true. That's true. And the thing is you, you have to get that lead first. Yeah, absolutely. And, and maybe Veritu gives you more of a chance to do that. Although having Sanchez in uh, frees Westwood a little bit. It does, it does, but I think Averitu is kind of the guy who makes those late runs to the edge of the box, maybe gets on the end of the ball and smashes it home, I guess. I mean, we haven't seen it yet, but... We were told when he came over that he's the kind of player that 
can disappear from a match for 80 minutes and then show up for 10, and those 10 are the match changing. Yeah, however, that's it's kind of a scary prospect when that's one of your central midfielders. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, you can maybe take that from, say, an, a withdrawn striker or something like that. But Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, are you feeling good heading into Saturday? Yeah, I think we should be in for at least a draw. What would it take to kill your good vibes that you have around the team right now? Like a 4-0 defeat, I think. All right. Uh, a draw or a win keeps you happy at this point? Yeah, yeah. A draw, um, a narrow defeat would just be, I mean, losing it in like the 90th or something, like how we did a couple years ago when Dwight Gale mm-hmm. on Boxing Day, but that would be devastating. But what, because we have the international the break narrow defeat. The type of narrow defeat would re- if we lost four or five, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Oh, if we yeah. lost another, if we lost one nothing, I think I'd be a little bit more worried. But if we lose four or five, I'm just gonna say, oh, at least our strikers can score and our yeah, exactly, yeah. That's, that's plus, who the hell wouldn't be entertained by a four or five match? Yeah, exactly. Worst case scenario, at least everyone else in the country isn't just bitching about us on Twitter. Yeah. Speaking of everyone in the country, in the United States, you actually get to watch this match on USA. USA. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that we will watch. That's the pards, the pards factor. Yeah, it's true. So we, we, we actually get to watch it on fairly basic cable. I don't have cable, so I still have to stream it. But uh, most of the United States actually gets the chance to watch Villa Crystal Palace. And I think it'll actually be, for the first time in ages that we can say this about these two teams, a really exciting match. Yeah, I think so. And just because, like you were talking about with Palace, they should be trying to make a run this year, trying to improve where they've been in the table. And you're going to need to score some goals to do that. So I think maybe they open it up a little more this year. And they surely they've seen some things with, that they can try to exploit in Villa, either... If they go down that left wing at Bakuna, our right side, I guess. But, yeah, we're, now we're through through the middle maybe because still, I think still the continuity of the back line is, has got to be improved. Yeah. Going through the middle is going to be tough, though, especially if we've got Sanchez and Ghana in. And, and Guzen's really looked up for it, which has made me really happy. Yeah, and his distribution against United was far better. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I think – I mean, it's – He's still, in terms of goalkeepers, he's still young. Yeah, absolutely. And and he has shown so much confidence getting to the edge of the box, challenging for balls in the air, that, you know, he's back to the Guzan that we thought we had in January or so. Yeah, I guess I guess I do have a final thought on that United match, and that was just when he came out and got that ball against Depay. And Which was, was brilliant. I thought he was going off. I thought he was going to go off when he, he charged out for it because... I, I figured Depay would get there. Yeah, and Luckily, no, he, he stopped it brilliantly. I mean, it's that sort of confidence that we weren't seeing at the end of last season from Guzan. And why why would we have? Because just uh, all the, the events that happened to him. I mean, luckily he didn't get shelled by Arsenal in the cup final. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, that could have ruined him for us. Yeah. But... Well, that's all I got on Dallas. You got any final thoughts on uh, on our trip to visit Alan Pardew, most handsome manager in the Premier League? No, I, I don't think so. Is he the most handsome or is Sherwood the most handsome? That's got to be Sherwood. Yeah? Uh, oh, what about Howe? Oh, God, yeah. He's, he's a dapper-looking dude, too. Yeah. 
It's it's a good time for the Premier League. We don't have uh, too many uh, Harry Redknapps and uh, Sam Allardyces around. Yeah, they're like, you got that TV money? Well, we got to show the managers, so they better look good. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, but yeah, that, that's my Palace thoughts. I, I think it'll be a good match. Uh, and again, we're never making a prediction again. Yeah, I'll, I'll predict over 2.5. But Over 2.5. All right, that kind of prediction I'll do. Yeah, I would definitely take the over on that. <laughs> All right, everybody, get ready for a nil-niller. <laughs> uh, but yeah, normal normal time Saturday, 3, 3 GMT, 10 Eastern. 7 Pacific. West Coast. 7 <laughs> Pacific. <laughs> 5 a.m. Hawaii, I think. <laughs> like oh, 10 p.m. the next day, Australia. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can do this around the whole globe every week yeah, on the podcast. Tune in for the time zone hour. We'll just have to make one of those graphics that just shows the the villa time zone across the globe, like what all the uh, like Barcelona and like Bayern do. Swansea do it too. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, people yeah. all over the world know where Wales is. <laughs> God. Uh, but yeah, so looking forward to a good match on Saturday, though. Hopefully better than last weekend. Yeah, I'll have a, have a tactical preview out for tomorrow. That'll be on the site, of course, so keep checking 7500 to Holt for all the latest surrounding Aston Villa, and of course, we're on iTunes. Sorry for the ad, Stitcher, and Blog Talk Radio, and YouTube, of course, where a lot of people apparently have been finding us, so I want to just thank all you guys and girls for watching our show. Um, thanks for watching the whole cast.